You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars here on a Friday. Hope you guys are all doing fantastic out there in Cougar Nation. A lot to get to ahead on this episode. We're going to talk about the fallout with the Pac-12 announcing they will not expand. What does the Big 12 do now? Well, according to The Athletic, look at BYU. We'll dig into that. We'll also continue with the 100 seasons of BYU football countdown. Looking at Kalani Satake's first year at the helm of the program in 2016 and of course we'll catch you guys up on everything else involved in BYU athletics women's soccer with a big win at Southfield last night the women's volleyball program poised to begin their season today we'll touch on that and if we have time maybe a conversation with Carter Wheat but that's all time pending it's a packed edition of the show it's all brought to you today by our friends over the locked on NFL channel want to remind you guys starting Monday they're gonna be previewing every team in every division across the NFL it's part of locked on specialty with hosts from Odyssey's stable of NFL experts. You can download the ultimate season preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And like I said, tune in beginning Monday, August 30th. All right, without further ado, though, let's get going here on a Friday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 27th, 2021. What's up, my friends? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And a big thank you once again for taking some time to join us here on a Friday edition of the show. A reminder for you guys real quick to make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button. And also, if you have not done so already, we have a pair of BYU Utah tickets on September 11th. I literally pulled open my account at BYUtickets.com just before I hit record here. They're sitting there waiting to go to a lucky recipient. If you would like to be entered to win that pair of tickets, please send us an email lockedonbyu at gmail.com or reach out via social media Locked On Cougars, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and let us know why you believe you are deserving of being at that game and hopefully watching BYU end their nine-game losing streak against the Utes. That uh, giveaway, by the way, we will give away those tickets, announce the winner on Monday's edition of the show. So you have the weekend to catch up on that. If you have not done so already have some incredible submissions already but obviously we'll have to have more and more of them as we get to that giveaway on monday uh, another thing for you guys today another housekeeping item is apologies this coming out late i had a company party i work for the zone sports network like as i said last night and we had a company party up at hogle zoo and having two kids under the age of five i can tell you this much the zoo was very much a hit with them so it was a great time but apologies this podcast coming out a little bit later but in a way what we're about to talk about it's a blessing in disguise because some news coming obviously the Pac-12 announcing yesterday that they will not expand quote at this current time they decided to opt against looking at maybe the remaining eight teams in the Big 12 uh, kicking the tires on other programs whether it's in the Big 10 etc 
So they are standing pat with 12 teams. Well, obviously, as soon as that announcement came out, the attention turned to those eight teams remaining in the Big 12. And let's also be clear that Texas and Oklahoma have not departed the Big 12 yet, and they could be there as long as 2025. They have said they will stay in the conference as long as they need to. It is my opinion, and I know I'm not the first to say this, if they are in the Big 12, I'd say two or three years from now, I will be stunned. If they are in the Big 12, maybe by this time next year, I'll be stunned as well. I think it's going to come down to just negotiating a buyout of some sort, and they will move on to the SEC. But nonetheless, there are eight teams there in the Big 12 who have to decide what they're doing. According to reports, they have commissioned a group, a working group of four different uh, members of the hierarchy there in the Big 12 to comprise an expansion committee. They're supposed to meet today, according to reports. But the Athletic really, I think, lifting the lid with regards to BYU in a report early this morning. And this is where me recording later in the day today actually is a little bit of a blessing in disguise. Uh, As they said that, uh, according to the Athletic, quote, The Big 12 is still very early in this process, but Big 12 sources tell The Athletic there's only one school they're already seriously considering. BYU. There you go. So... What is attracting BYU to this? And by the way, that subgroup that's ex- looking into expansion, Texas Tech AD Kirby Hocutt, Baylor AD Mac Rhodes, Iowa State President Wendy Winterstein, and Kansas Chancellor Douglas Gerard. Those are the four who will be meeting uh, to catch up and obviously start to look at, at whatever, everything with regards to expansion. But... The Big 12, obviously, is looking at BYU, as The Athletic mentions, because BYU's TV numbers are absolutely on par with what they need, hopefully, to staunch some of the bleeding. Are they going to get the same amount of money that they have had with Texas and Oklahoma in the league? Absolutely not. That is not going to happen. But can they help staunch some of the bleeding and hopefully increase their TV uh, appeal with a team like BYU? No doubt about it, because they mentioned the fact that BYU actually has similar numbers in terms of overall uh, viewership on games from 2015 to 2019 as an independent, but one important caveat to that is BYU does it in the late night window after 10 p.m. Eastern time, the 8.30 8 o'clock, 8.30 kicks here in Utah. I get that you as fans, it's not in the afternoon anymore. I need to pull that cup, by the way, and just have that on deck for whenever I want to use it. But nonetheless, you know what I'm talking about. But the one thing that is attractive to the Big 12 in this circumstance is the fact that BYU would open up that late night window for the Big 12 conference. It's all about eyeballs, folks. And we all know that the Mountain and Western, not Mountain and Western, Mountain and Pacific time zones, well, they play that late window and it doesn't necessarily get you huge eyeballs but a team like BYU with the following that it has I know a number of you are listening to this literally around the world we have people on the east coast you have people in England who have reached out Hong Kong the Philippines Cougar Nation is worldwide, folks. And the fact that BYU can open up uh, another window for the Big 12, it's got to be very appealing in this. So you're probably wondering, well, Jake, what are the chances this is actually going to happen? Because we've been waiting on this for a decade. We heard about it back in 2010 and 2011. We heard about it again in 2016. Folks, I don't know. I haven't talked to enough people at this point to really give you that much of an informed opinion or or a report of what is going to happen. But the fact that the athletic Andy Staples 
and Max Olson were the two that wrote this for The Athletic. They think that BYU very much is in the mix. Uh, an interesting point here that they also made is that uh, previously there was some thought that the LGBTQ issue was an issue that prevented BYU from getting any serious run, especially back in 2016. Well, the quote in this story says that the folks who may have had issues with BYU in the past, quote, the people who didn't want BYU before are leaving the conference. Does that mean that Oklahoma and Texas hated BYU? I don't know. Maybe so. Are there some administrators, ADs, presidents, and the like who are leaving the conference, retiring or moving to new positions? Maybe so. But it sounds like there's a little bit of a changing of the guard with the Big 12, and that could work in BYU's favor. Do I think that the Big 12 is poised to make an announcement this weekend about who they're going to expand to? Absolutely not. I would actually imagine that maybe we get an announcement midseason would be a surprise this year, but the fact of the matter is the Big 12 does need to find something, plain and simple. They need to figure out what they're doing. What is their next move? They apparently, according to this report, have no interest in aligning with the AC. AAC, not the ACC, the AAC, and I can understand that. You don't want to be considered a G5 suddenly after all those decades as a Power 5 conference, but BYU is a brand in demand this time, folks, and it's because the Big 12, well, they're in trouble, plain and simple. They are in massive trouble. They need to avoid falling apart, plain and simple. And it is my opinion, this is just me speaking, if they're going to expand, you don't go to 10, you go back to 12. I don't think you go to 16. Let's be clear about that. You go to 12. You become the big 12 again. You have 12 teams. And who's here's who I would put out there. And I put this on my Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch earlier today. It'd be BYU. It'd be Cincinnati. It'd be UCF. And it'd be Houston. Now, Houston may obviously face some scrutiny considering uh, Baylor, Texas Tech. They'd be like, well, we want another team to take away market share from us in the state of Texas. You know what? Get over yourselves, Baylor and Texas Tech. First off, just just get over yourselves. But if they're going to put up that big of a stink about it, then go grab Memphis. And I know some of you are screaming, what about Boise State? Folks, Boise State has football and that's it. That's the only attractive part about Boise State. Their academics stink. Their other teams, by and large, aren't great. Basketball's had some decent seasons. Uh, not great. They're, they're supposed to have made the NCAA tournament seemingly for the last four years under their head coach and have fallen short, it seems like, every time. So... Boise State, if they want to be a football-only member, maybe the Big 12 would be considerate of that, but there's nothing appealing about Boise State outside of their football program. And folks, we also don't know that Boise State's going to be good long-term. They've just changed over their coaching staff again. Andy Avalos takes over. I know he's part of the Boise State Bronco family. I get all of that. But who's to say that he's going to be a rousing success because things fell off a little bit under Brian Harson after Chris Peterson departed for Washington and they have not achieved the same heights that they had under Chris Peterson. So I think it's UCF. I think it's Cincinnati. I think it's Houston. I think it's BYU. I think those are the four of you targets. And if, if, like I said, if Houston runs into issues, then you know what? Go grab Memphis because Memphis has got a huge booster. The guy who owns the FedEx uh, apparently is a big time Memphis booster. So they got deep pockets behind them. Go get the Tigers. And by the way, this is just an aside on all of this. The basketball side of this conference, if BYU, Houston, Memphis, UCF, whatever, Cincinnati hop in to add to Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, 
folks, you're looking at one of the premier conferences in college hoops if this were to all come together. So a whole lot of hearsay out there. Let's, let's be real about this. There's a whole lot of hearsay. We don't know what's going to happen. It is super early on in this, but according to The Athletic, everything is looking up for BYU, or at least BYU is already in contention, and the only one really in contention right now, and it's because they bring eyeballs. So that's a credit to you as Cougar fans, because you guys watch the Cougars play. You support the Cougars wherever they go. I I've said this for a long time. The BYU fans are among the diest of the diehards, and this just goes to prove that. So a little over time here in this first part of the podcast, but wanted to kind of share my thoughts on that, but I will continue to bring anything I learn. And I'm going to talk to some folks this weekend who are very much more in the know with regards to BYU's mentality on stuff like this. And hopefully I'll have something for you next week as we get ready for Arizona. Coming up in a moment, though, we look back at 2016 and the 100 seasons of BYU football countdown. How did things go for Kalani? Sitake in his first year at the helm of the Cougars. Well, we'll talk about that. Today's show, though, is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Absolutely adore this company. They are great. The best part about Built Bar, folks, is when you buy Built Bars, now you're supporting BYU student-athletes. Think about that. All walk-ons at BYU are having their tuition paid for by a name, image, and likeness deal with Built Bar. All scholarship athletes are also able to earn money, I think up to $1,000, I think was the report, that they can do for working with Built Bar. So if you guys support Built Bar, you're supporting BYU Athletics, and in particular, BYU Football. The best part about Built Bars is they are healthy for you guys. 17 to 18 grams of protein, just 130 to 180 calories depending on the bar, and the best part, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. They are the perfect complement wherever you might be in your health journey. Trying to lose or maintain weight, you can still indulge in a delicious treat while you're eating a Built Bar. Covered in 100% chocolate, they're soft and easy to chew. There's the close to a candy bar as I have found in the protein bar game and trust me I have had many a protein bar in my life but nonetheless check them out guys that's builtbar.com not builtbar.com built.com excuse me b-u-i-l-t.com and use the promo code locked 15 while you're there to save 15% on your next order yes promo code locked 15 at built.com and get enjoying the best tasting protein bars with built bar Continuing on now with the 100 seasons of BYU football and folks, I nearly made it. And you're saying, what, what did you mean? What do you mean, Jake? Uh, Tricky T Tanner on Twitter pointed this out to me. He actually asked me, hey, did you do the 2016 thing that I missed on Thursday's podcast? And I said, no, I didn't. Folks, I had endeavored during all of this to never miss a day that I just completely glossed over and it happened. I made it 90 plus episodes, 90 shows, 90 years of BYU football without forgetting about it for an episode. And I I came oh so close to have not missed. But as I've mentioned previously on this podcast, we built in a little bit of a buffer when we started this 100 seasons of BYU football countdown. So we're going to finish up before the season actually gets here. We'll finish it up next week. We'll get through 2020 and have all 100 seasons that BYU has played to this point covered. But I, it bugs me to no end that I completely space talking about the BYU. It's like just one of the seasons, 2016 in this case. It, I had nearly made it. I made it 90 years, 90 episodes without forgetting it. And somehow it spaced in my mind. So apologies for that. But let's talk about 2016. Obviously, the first year with Kalani Sitake taking over as the head coach of the BYU football program. And funny enough, the season opener here in 2021 is against the University of Arizona. It is the fulfillment of a three-game deal that Kalani Sitake began in his first game as the head coach of BYU against the University of Arizona down in Arizona. Just 
kind of funny how things come full circle in that case. That game in 2016 was played September 3rd at the University of Phoenix Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. It was the Cactus Kickoff game. Uh, it featured BYU in Arizona there at the home of the Arizona Cardinals of the NFL. And BYU wins this game 18 to 16. Many of you will recall it on a late make by a certain kicker by the name of Jake Oldroyd, who was literally an unknown to a lot of coaches and a lot of, and I'd say not a lot of fans. Every fan outside of the Oldroyd family, if I'm being frank about that. Maybe some people down there in South Lake Carroll area in Texas knew about him, but folks, I had no clue who he was. He comes in and makes that kick, but BYU gets the season off to a pretty decent start, winning that game 18-16. to 16. And by the way, 2016 had a lot of good players on this squad. Kainakua on the defensive side of the football, Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams hoping to have a healthy season for the Cougars. Well, they win against Arizona, and the following week they're at Utah in Rice Eccles Stadium and lose another infuriating game 20-19. to Many of you will recall this. Uh, a late two-point conversion comes up short, and BYU falls short yet again against the Utes, something they are still endeavoring to overcome as they go into that game on September 11th this year. The following week, they had another tough loss against UCLA in Provo, losing 17-14, to dropping them to 1-2 and on the year. And then they faced a long road trip the following week to go back to Landover, Maryland, and FedEx Field, the second NFL stadium they played in in that year as they took on the West Virginia Mountaineers. Now, this was another frustrating one because BYU loses it 35 to 32. So if you're keeping track at home, BYU after the first four games of the 2016 season was one and three, but they were one and three and had lost those three games by a combined seven points, one touchdown away, or I guess eight points. I don't know, whatever you want to term it from being four and zero potentially. It's just crazy how close things can come. But BYU, as it was, was one and three to start the year. They came home against Toledo on September 30th for, for a huge game, obviously trying to overcome a three game losing streak. And this was one of the wildest games, I think, under Kalani Satake's tenure. And BYU beats Toledo 55 to 53. Jason Candle, who is now the head coach at Toledo, was the offensive coordinator that night. Matt Campbell was the head coach of the Rockets, if I recall. Now he's at Iowa State. But it was a wild game. Jamal Williams setting the single game rushing mark, if I'm not mistaken, in BYU history. He became BYU's leading rusher this season, by the way. All-time in career rushing yards. But he was an absolute monster in this game. And BYU pulls out a 55-53 victory. The following week, a huge game at Michigan State, by the way. Going to Spartan Stadium. Uh, my parents and my younger brother actually went to this game. They decided they wanted to travel to a game. And I told them, I'm like, I actually recommended they go see the Arizona game, but they're like, it's too hot. So I said, well, Michigan State's decent. You can go to East Lansing and check out Spartan Stadium. And BYU went to East Lansing and absolutely laid the hammer on Michigan State. It was absolutely incredible to watch that game unfold. And they win that game going away 31-14. to So suddenly, halfway through their season, they're sitting at the 500 mark, 3-3. Three and three. The following week, Mississippi State. It did not stop, folks. Mississippi State came to Lavelle Edwards Stadium and BYU needed two overtimes to beat the Bulldogs 28 to 21, a big win for them. Obviously, being an SEC team, uh, Mississippi State, I believe, the first team, if I, if I recall correctly, from the SEC to travel to Provo for that game. So suddenly, BYU's back above 500, and then they go to face number 14, Boise State, on October 20th, and lose a game 28 to 27. So, folks. All four losses, you will learn here, it, during the season for BYU in 2016, came by a combined eight points. 
yet again, another what-if season for BYU and Independence. What if they win those games? What if Taysom Hill is able to get them over the hump? I don't know, whatever you want to term it. But BYU just could not win some close games, apparently. Then November came for BYU that year. They beat uh, Cincinnati 20-3, of course. Uh, Tommy Tuberville, now Senator Tommy Tuberville, told a fan walking off the field that night there at Nippert Stadium, go to hell or something like that. Get a job, go to hell. And obviously, they did not go over well, but now he's a senator in the United States Senate. So things seem to work out but then they finish up the season with their kind of weaker part of the slate beating southern utah 37 to 7 smashing umass 51 to 9 and then beating utah state 28 to 10 bringing their overall regular season record to 8 and 4 not bad and then they got an invite to the poinsettia bowl for the second time in independence to face off against the wyoming cowboys and josh allen of all people now the star for the buffalo bills just got the biggest contract in nfl history for a quarterback until the next one comes and they hold on to win that game 24 to 21. And as many times, by by the way, during this season, Chaz, not Chaz Ayu, Chaz Ayu is the star safety now. Kainakua came to the record, came to the rescue for BYU. I am struggling today, folks. I apologize. But nonetheless, Kainakua comes uh, to the rescue with a late interception to seal that win 24 to 21, giving BYU an overall 9 and 4 record. And seemed like things were going well for BYU in 2016. And Klein Sitake was just going to pick up and just carry on well with Ty Detmer at the helm of the BYU offense apparently things were not going to go so swimmingly and we'll talk about the debacle that was 2017 on Monday all right coming up here in just a minute though we will wrap up today's show with some other news and notes involving BYU athletics women's soccer in action last night as well as BYU women's volleyball getting ready to kick off their season there at the Smith Fieldhouse by the way the newly renovated Smith Fieldhouse we'll tell you all about that in just a moment today's show is brought to you by our friends at bet online of course it is football season folks week zero action tomorrow in college football five games if you're really jonesing for it you can watch all of that as always bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season get all of their updated odds props and contests by going to their website at betonline.ag including their half million dollar nfl mega contest and the two hundred thousand dollar nfl survivor contest which are both open now head to the website use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100 percent welcome bonus you heard that right 100 of whatever you deposit is added to your account as free credit to play with all you got to do is use the promo code locked on when you get to betonline.ag and make that deposit also be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo if you make a bet on the thursday september 9th opener between the super bowl champion tampa bay buccaneers and the dallas cowboys if you lose folks your wage gets refunded up to 25 bucks so really no risk in entering that contest get there now from football to basketball to boxing right down to rate rate horse racing not race horsing horse racing don't wait and take advantage of all of the great offers available from our friends at bet online as they are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and like i said get that 100 welcome bonus using the promo code locked on at bet online it's all courtesy of betonline.ag they are your online sportsbook experts Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at First Colony Mortgage. Of course, we're all aware of the 1984 National Championship team, but you know that another championship team was formed in Utah Valley that very same year? Yes, that's First Colony Mortgage. They are your full-service mortgage lender, meaning from beginning to end, everything is taken care of by the First Colony team. Zach Hicken is our loan officer at First Colony for the Locked On Cougars podcast. He would love to help you guys out. Make sure when you reach out to him, tell him that Jay Catch and Locked On Cougars sent you 
you, and he'll make sure you're doubly taken care of. Any financing you need for your home, Zach is there to take care of you guys. Whether you're looking to get into a new home, capitalize on your home's equity with a cash out refinance, or take advantage of low rates, Zach is there to walk you through every step of the loan process. I can remember when I bought my first property, my first condo, when me and my wife were newly married, it was a terrifying situation. I'm glad I had somebody there to help me out. Zach can be that for you if you guys need it. Contact him directly, 801-380-0752, or go to his website, hickenhomeloans.com. That's H-I-C-K-E-N, hickenhomeloans.com. Once again, his phone number, 801-380-0752. That's Zach Hicken, NMLS, 205-2216. First Colony Mortgage, NMLS, 3112. First Colony Mortgage is an equal housing lender, and they are a proud partner with us here on Locked on Cougars. All right, before we go here on this Friday edition of the show, let's wrap up the week with the other BYU news that you need to know about. Let's start off at Southfield with BYU Women's Soccer. They got a big win last night as they beat number 25 USC 2-1 there in Provo. Huge victory for the Cougars, ranked number 24 in the country. And that bounce-back victory comes after that loss to Auburn a week ago. Huge, huge win. And by the way, credit to 5,347 of you attending that game. The Attendance for women's soccer at BYU, they could easily expand Southfield probably to 10,000 seats in my opinion and probably sell it out more often than not. There are a lot of fans who have interest in this. It's one of the most well-attended, if not the most well-attended women's soccer program in the country. Absolutely incredible. Uh, Brecken Monzingo uh, scored the first goal for BYU and then later in the first half, BYU got their second goal. I'm trying to remember who scored that second goal. Oh, Bella Felino. I'm just looking at the reporter. Bella Felino scored that to make it 2 nothing. BYU was rolling in late into the second half when they were called for a handball and P- uh, PK was given to USC. They buried that to make it 2-1 and a little bit nervy down the stretch but BYU sees out the victory and now they're 2-1 on the year. Well, no rest for the weary for Jennifer Rockwood and her squad. They're not going to play tomorrow but they travel right back to SEC country and they'll be facing Arkansas on Monday in this game. It's at 7 o'clock Central time for those of you maybe out there in Arkansas who want to go watch the Cougars. That's six o'clock Mountain Time, and it will be available on the BYU Sports Network on BYU Radio 107.9 FM, also streaming live on the BYU Cougars app. If you want to listen to Greg Rubel on the call for that one. Now, also the women's volleyball program, ranked number 15 in the country, opens up their season today as they host the DoTerra Classic at the Smith Fieldhouse. Uh, the first match is already underway between UNLV and Long Island. University. BYU's first match gets underway at noon today, so it's actually probably going to be going on when this podcast actually drops. They'll be taking on Southern Utah in their first match, and then later on tonight, BYU will turn right around and face Long Island University at 7 o'clock. Both of the matches today for BYU are on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. All of the matches overall will be streaming on the BYU TV app, even if they're not involving BYU. The Cougars will wrap up play in the Dodera Classic tomorrow when they take on UNLV at 7 o'clock once again. Uh, Southern Utah, UNLV, and Long Island will actually face each other tomorrow. So it's a nice round-robin format. But hopefully we're talking about BYU being 3-0 and on the season once they wrap up play in the doTERRA Classic. And we talk about it on a Monday. Their stiffest competition in this is UNLV. They're the preseason favorite in the Mountain West Conference. But we are talking about the number 15 team in the country. And Heather Olmstead has been just absolutely stellar for the BYU Cougars as their 
head coach. So looking forward to seeing the Cougars in action and hopefully they have a great, great showing this weekend. Now, something I'm going to do or endeavor to do this season is to talk about college football games outside of BYU on Friday editions of the show. Call it whatever you will. Jake's picks. I don't know. I I don't have a catchy name for it, so I apologize for that. But there are five games tomorrow for week zero as uh, five teams or like 10 teams actually will open up their seasons and I'm going to talk about all five games and kind of give you my picks for them so we'll start off with the first game that is going to be Illinois and Nebraska yes a big 10 matchup is going to open up the season now Nebraska under all kinds of scrutiny right now with the NCAA there's a lot of people out there who think Scott Frost his seat is just scorching hot well he needs a win in a bad way the good news is I think Illinois very much in their first year under Brett Bielema taking over as their head coach there they're not going to be as good as they potentially could be maybe halfway down the road this season so I think Nebraska wins the game but I think Illinois could keep it interesting that's just me I I could be completely wrong about that and trust me I am plenty wrong with these picks so if you're taking these and gambling on anything with them don't do that plain and simple I I, I get the bet online love to have you guys wager with them and trust me I wager with them but my picks are not to be like hey Jake Hatch said this would not trust my picks. I just kind of go with my gut and more often than not, that gets me into trouble. Other games, UConn at Fresno State. I think Fresno State's absolutely going to crush UConn. The, uh, the Huskies have not played since 2019. Randy Edsall's obviously under the gun to get things going there. I think that Fresno State's absolutely going to roll UConn. Uh, then we have Hawaii and UCLA. I think this is actually probably the best game of the slate. And I think you're going to see Hawaii make things interesting for the Bruins and I'm actually picking an upset special. Give me the Rainbow Warriors going to the Rose Bowl and beating the Bruins. Chip Kelly, you want to get him on the hot seat? Yeah, lose to Hawaii. And that's what I'm guessing here. Todd Graham going to get a big win. That's my prediction this weekend. UTEP at New Mexico State. I have seen New Mexico State. They're atrocious. So I'm giving me UTEP and Dana Dimmel to win that game. And then the one local team, if you want to call it local, Southern Utah out of Cedar City travels to San Jose State, the Mountain West Conference champion from 2020. Give me San Jose State. Obviously, it's an FBS versus FCS matchup. But Southern Utah couldn't win a lot last year, but they were right there in every game they played. I guess not last year. They played in the spring, and they lost like every game seemingly by one point. They'll make things interesting, but San Jose State will prevail in the end. So my picks, Nebraska, Fresno State, Hawaii, UTEP, and San Jose State. So there you go. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the show. As I mentioned, if you want to be entered to win two tickets to watch BYU and Utah square off on September 11th, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I am still accepting submissions until Monday when we talk about the winner of uh, the tickets. So if you guys want to get involved with that, please email us, lockedonbyu at gmail.com or reach out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Locked On Cougars. And the prompt is really simple. Why do you deserve those tickets? Or why does somebody you know deserve those tickets? Reach out and love to get you guys entered to win. We'll talk about that on Monday's edition of the show. And by the way, it's game week, folks. We're talking about a game. BYU and Arizona going to square off a week from tomorrow night. Super, super excited. Mike Luke, who actually hosts Locked On Wildcats, covering Arizona for the Locked On Podcast Network. He's going to join us next week to talk about that. And I also, I mentioned in the open today, hoping to get to an interview with Carter Wheat. So, you know what? Ran out of time, so we'll use it next week. You'll hear from him on the tight ends for BYU. So stay tuned for all of that as we get ready for BYU and Arizona to kick off the season. It is so close, folks. Eight 
days away. Get geeked, get excited. Watch some week zero action tomorrow and we'll reconvene on Monday. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 27th, 2021. And have a great weekend, y'all. See ya. Thank you.